Life gets hard when you get down I'm just trying to figure my shit out What's going on guys? My name is Mark Anthony Joe and uh and this is Coffee with Mark. You know, uh I actually don't have any coffee with me today. Um, my plan is for the most part to record these podcasts in the morning, but right now it's actually nine o'clock at night. Um, you know, I just got home from a dinner with some of uh, the people that I work with every day and it was, it was freaking awesome. Today is Cinco de Mayo in case you didn't know, in case you don't celebrate. Okay. I feel like it took me 28 years of my life to celebrate uh, Cinco de Mayo, which, by the way, uh, for reference, I'm 29 years old. <laughs> um, but uh, but tonight was good. It was, the dinner was great. We went to probably uh, what I what I think is the best Mexican restaurant in St. Louis. Um, there was like six of us. Um, it was an hour and a half long wait, but it was it was worth it, man. It was worth it. Not only do I not eat stuff like that very often, but um, I also don't drink very often. And you know that that actually reminds me. I've been asked uh, quite quite a bit lately, to be honest, by people on Instagram whether I drink alcohol or not. Like I know I like, you know, I, I am a, a generally a pretty disciplined person, but yes, guys, I, I like alcohol from time to time. I probably drink five or six times a year at least it used to be that way maybe 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 a little bit more frequent than that but i definitely don't drink very often um but yes i do i enjoy a drink every now and then um and uh and tonight i had a sip of a skinny marg skinny margarita i don't even know what a skinny marg is i don't know the difference between a skinny marg and a regular marg uh but every time we go to this mexican restaurant grace orders a skinny margs and and that's all i knew so i go ahead and order that um but yeah i have been asked that a bunch lately so for those of you that wonder yeah you know I, I'm, I'm an advocate of you know of living your life from time to time i also while i'm on the topic i love ice cream okay i don't deviate from my diet very frequently but when I do, ice cream is usually involved, um, and I'm not sorry about that. But um, went out, you know, with some teammates. One of my one of my teammates, she uh, she recently tore her ACL, and so um, I gave her a ride to the restaurant and was giving her a ride home. And actually, on the car ride home, we got into like a a really really good conversation um, about this new church that she's going to. And she just raves and raves and raves about it. I've heard her rave about it before. And it's, you know, it was cool. Like, I literally was sitting there listening to her talk about uh, her new church and how much her fiance is loving it and all kinds of things. And I just couldn't help but think to myself, man, that's cool. You know, like, this is the kind of conversation that I really like to be in. Um, and, uh, you know, on, a, on, a, on some sort of level, like, I... I I was thinking, man, maybe I should stop in, you know, maybe I should stop into my church or to her church. Um, and I haven't been to church since I was like a little boy. But um, and I thought about it more on my way home too. you know, going, stopping in, even if just to go with her and her fiance. But um, I don't know, man, I just don't know how I how I would feel going to church again, because uh, if you ever if you listen to the episode where Matt and I talked about Easter and I kind of, you know, really did dive into a lot of like my my beliefs, like I'm I'm for sure. Um, I mean, I am for sure a believer. Uh, and that's sort of how I describe myself. But I'm I've just I've just had this strong aversion to religion for a while, you know, and I don't know. I don't really I, I think w when I was in prison, I read 
and I read and I read and I read and I read through all of the holy books. Like I read, you know, the Bible, Old Testament and the New. I read the Quran. I read the Bhagavad Gita. I read a bunch of um, like, you know, Hindu texts. I read a, a bunch of Buddhist texts. Um, and I just uh, and I learned even even about Judaism, like I dove so deeply into religion um, and spirituality I kind of went through like a year-long phase and um, and and when I when I got to the end of that tunnel and I mean man I know this is a touchy topic I didn't know I was going to get into stuff that people feel so strongly about but I mean like hey we we can't be running from you know these kind of conversations they're difficult conversations and I think that they're they're really important to have but um and man, I could, I mean, the fact that people can't have a reasonable conversation with people who, God forbid, view things a little bit differently than they do, like, that's a totally different topic. And um, fortunately, this is not that kind of podcast, and I don't really care how you feel. But, um, you know, but I, I dove so deeply into spirituality and, and religion for a while. And at the end of that tunnel, you know, I came out and I had really drawn two conclusions for myself. Okay, not for everybody. My conclusions are not for you. My conclusions are for me. And um, one of them was that God for sure exists. God is real. I, I, I believe, you know, I have what I describe as an unshakable faith in God, in the universe, and whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I feel like as I, as I read through all these different cultural practices and observations and, and worships and religions, um, you know, I, I really just felt an overwhelming certainty that like everybody is praising and, and worshiping and thanking and, you know, seeking guidance from the same thing. Like everybody is is on to something and they're just, you know, they're just disagreeing on the details, you know. And so that was one conclusion that I'd drawn. Um, but the other one, you know, was that, um, I don't know, that that I just... I didn't, I didn't wholeheartedly agree with or like n no one particular mode of observation, I can say for lack of a better um, phrase or verbiage, but no particular mode of observation of this thing really resonated with me deeply, as deeply as my certainty that God was real, you know, and I guess that's why I've never fully in, embraced any one religion in particular, and I feel good about kind of where I'm at like I really do and and I could jive with anybody like anybody if you're a devout Muslim if you're a devout Jew if you're a devout Christian or or Catholic or Baptist or whatever it is even if you're just a if you're somebody that is a monk you know and you've chosen to live that lifestyle like anybody who is like you know rigorously committed to their faith and into their culture and to their morals and their values man I get down with all of them and um you know, actually, a, a few weeks ago, I had an opportunity. This was, like, so cool. I, uh, I had a guy who I just, I respect him so deeply. He's, um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's a successful guy in every area of his life. Um, and when I say that, what I mean is, like, not only is he successful in business, um, he is successful in his relationship. He's successful in, you know, his friendships and, and, you know, just he has, you know, some kids that are very, you know, that are that he can be proud of um so just in general is a successful guy and um he reached out to me and he told me hey i i recently started this group you know i started a 
a group. It's a men's group where with these like really high level business people and entrepreneurs um, who are faith based. You know, they're all Christian in some denomination, and um, and he asked me to speak to the to the group or or at least to you know sit in and chime in on on one of their meetings. And it was um it was really really cool. It was an honor and. Uh, you know, it was uh, that night. The the I guess every every week they meet, and he comes with a topic of discussion. And that night, um, the topic of discussion was uh, it was a question. It was like, what does, um, what does man? What was? I want to remember. I don't want to mess it up. But you know, basically, it was you know, what does being a believer or being a man of faith look like? You know, what does it, on a day-to-day basis, what does it actually look like? And um, and it was cool, man. Not only did I get a chance to to speak, but I also got a chance to to listen, you know, to hear from some other guys that, you know, have achieved some sort of success in their life and who are striving, like who really, really, really are, I mean, are volunteering to attend this group on a Tuesday night, you know, to really talk about some of these things and be critical, you know, self-critical in uh, their their seek of, of progress, right? And I thought that was really cool. But, you know, not everybody necessarily agreed with what I had to say that night, you know, and I and I think that when I share it here, I don't think that everybody is going to agree with what I have to say either. But for me, you know, I, I, uh, I thought about it for a little bit when he asked the question. And, and I think one of my biggest problems with some of the religions and Christianity in particular is that a lot, I'm not saying all, but a lot of Christians, they live their life in a way, a lot of religious people in general, they live their life in a way um that kind of says to me that their that that their religion so Christianity in particular hey I've accepted you know Jesus Christ as my savior and um and in the bible it says come as you are so and it also says hey we're all sinners nobody's perfect and so I feel like a lot of Christians that I know or that I've seen you know they use that as a pass, like they give themselves a pass on all of this behavior um, and complacency that really is indicative of the fact that they're just taking God's gifts for granted, you know. And um, and not only that, but but I feel like there's also this this culture where you know you can you can quote unquote sin, you can sin, you can do things that you know in your mind and in your heart that are wrong, and you know, and you'll always be forgiven and there's no punishment. There's no accountability. I'm not going to use the word punishment, but there's no accountability. And so what I said that night is, uh, you know, I believe in accountability, you know, in personal accountability. Like, yes, I know that in most religions, there comes a time where you're judged, right? Or where you have to, where you have to pay, um, in some, sense. You have to own up to your your sins, your imperfections, your flaws. And I know that that looks like judgment in Christianity. It looks like uh, karma in, you know, some other uh, observations. Um, But I believe in personal accountability, like on a day-to-day, 
week to week, month to month basis, you know, and a, a regular self assessment of am I adhering to the set of morals and values that I've committed myself to, you know, and again, going back to there's no universal code of of morality, which is something that I that I also believe, but um, this it's going to look different for everyone, you know. My my uh, assessment of what it looks like to be a man of integrity and to you know adhere to my own um, you know whatever being a stand up person, okay. What my idea of that may look different than yours, um, and so what I what I really think is you know ultimately matters most. Um, is how you show up every single day relative to how you think you should show up every single day. Like I really do. I, I've shared on you know multiple episodes before, and I've also shared with a lot of people who are close close to me. But you know the question that really helped me get started um, when I was changing my life, like completely changing my life, going from being a, a criminal, a liar, you know, just a, a fucking dirtbag to being the man that I am today, which hopefully nobody thinks that I'm, that I'm those things today, you know, but the question that was at the root of it is what does the absolute best version of me look like, you know, and I explored that, that question thoroughly because I wanted to understand exactly what I, I believed I had the potential to show up as on a day-to-day -day basis only so that that very next day, I could hold myself accountable to showing up like that, right? Like it's it's a it's a day-to-day, moment-to-moment thing. And yes, nobody's perfect. Yes, we're all sinners. We make decisions that maybe, you know, in retrospect, we wish we made a different decision or or whatever. But I still believe in 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 the potential and in the possibility of attaining, you know, moral perfection you know, by your own standard. I do. I believe that through mindfulness and, and, and patience and rigorous, rigorous practice, like I really do believe that it's possible to show up as the best version of you by your own assessment consistently. Like I really do. And I think that religion as it exists or as it exists in, here in this country, I believe it's really taken that that pursuit, you know, off the table. Like I, I really do. Like I think that it's it's on a very mass scale giving people a pass on that pursuit, on the pursuit of of moral perfection, of the best version of them every single day, every moment, because the accountability is just some inevitability that really I don't have to face until who knows when, right? And so what I said to that group that night is like, man, listen, that's that's one of the biggest things that I think when you ask me that question, what does being a man of, man of faith look like? Okay, what it looks like is, is daily pursuit of rigorous adherence to your own set of morals and values. And if you're religious, that means that you're adhering to the code that was set forth in the book that you observe, all right, that's taught you uh, about whoever it is that you follow, whether it's Muhammad or Jesus or Buddha, okay, it's those things are laid out for you. And if you're not, if you're not, if you're a believer, uh, if you're a man of faith, but you don't necessarily 
um, prescribed to one religion or another, okay, well, then that, at bare minimum, what that looks like is you taking the time to first identify what are my values, you know, what, where, what are my moral convictions, and then rigorously adhering to those, and then, and this is the key, and then holding yourself accountable, having some way of holding yourself accountable uh, when you don't, when you deviate from those moral and ethical standards that you committed to adhering to, when you deviate, what happens? What happens? Most people, most people say, oh man, I'm sorry. Oh, I apologize. There's no accountability. And, and we just, I mean, classic psychology, you know, will tell you that human beings are wired when there is no, you know, positive, negative, re positive reinforcement is available in abundance in our society. And we even get positive reinforcement to behaviors that we don't want repeated. And you know what? It's, a one, it's no wonder why people get caught up in this cycle, this vicious cycle of living below this, well below the standard that they actually set for themselves in, at some point. Because there's no accountability. There's no accountability. And so I believe in personal accountability. And what that looks like is, is the word repentance. Like I think that in religion, it's like repenting. I believe, I believe in that. You do something wrong, you repent in some capacity. And it could, it could look a number of different ways. Um, I know personally for me, and this, some people are watching, people are going to say, that's not healthy. It's not healthy. It's a bad mindset. Whatever. For me, when I am consistently tolerating, you know, um, showing myself, showing up as, as less than my best um, in any capacity, then you will see me. You will literally, this is a big secret that I've never told anybody publicly, uh, at least not this many people. But that's when you guys see me go into these like really, 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 insane physical feats right like those of you that have followed me for any length of time like you may have been around when I just woke up at four o'clock in the morning one day with my buddy and we decided to leave the house with nothing but a credit card and not come home until we'd run at least 100 miles right like and mind you prior to that I never ran more than a 10k before and I, and I just leave the house and go to try to run 100 miles I um, I'm, I'm now on multiple occasions, you know, people have um, seen me do just things similar to that. Uh, there's been a 70 miler, there's been, you know, rucking a marathon. And a lot of times those are, um, that's what, that's what repenting, you know, looks like to me. You know, those are times when I'm like, man, I'm not showing up as the best version of me. You know, I'm, I'm settling, I'm taking my opportunity, my gifts, my blessing, my life for granted. And you know what? I need to, I need some time to one, physically feel it and two, mentally think about it, you know, really just give myself time. And so those runs, a lot of time, they last for four, six, eight, 10 hours. However long it takes is how long I'll be out there running. And it's, it's simultaneously, I need some time to myself, my, you know, it's just, that's just time for me and God. And, uh, and also I want to feel it. You know, I want, when I, when I do a 70 mile run, when I do a 50 mile run, when I, even when I do a 15 mile run, it really doesn't matter. 
how long it is. Anything further than, I don't know, anything further than like 10 miles, you're going to feel it. But you feel it. You feel it for another two, three, four, five, five days, depending on how long, how far you ran. And you know what? I like that. I like that. It, um, it's how I hold myself accountable. You know, I do it physically. And I know, again, some people are going to say, man, it's not, that's not a healthy mindset to have. I don't know. I would disagree. I would just respectfully disagree because at the end of the day, I do it with intent. I do it with a purpose, do it for a purpose. And, and it's to hold myself accountable to showing up no, no less than what I'm capable of showing up as. And so I don't know, that's what I shared with the guys that night. And, uh, and there was definitely some people who did not agree, you know, who were just like, no, that's not, you know, what it says. And, uh, and I respect that too. You know, I, re I really do. One of the things when I was in prison, one of the, like one of the, the one of the cool moments I had was like when I used to be so judgmental. Like I used to look at these guys and I would just watch them all day. You know, watching fucking music videos and like gambling and smoking weed in the bathroom and like, and I would just watch them and I would, and, and believe it or not, I was so fucking stupid. I would judge them. And I'd be like, man, these guys are fucking idiots. You know, like we're in, we're in prison right now. And they're just like acting like we're at a black party. Like I just, and one day I like checked myself though. Like I, I, I did and it was cool. It was so cool. And it was a realization that I had. It's like, hey man. I know that it seems really stupid to you and it, and it might seem like common sense, like, but apparently it's not common sense because you're the only motherfucker sitting over here reading a book and everybody else is doing, you know, what you're judging. So it's, clearly it's not common sense, right? And then furthermore, like, this is a, this was a really hard concept for me to wrap my mind around, but like, when you look around Maybe try giving some people um, <clears throat> the benefit of the doubt, right? Give them the benefit of the doubt in the sense that, like, everybody here really is, like, I don't think anybody really goes into a decision-making process with the conscious acknowledgement of, like, man, how can I make the decision that is most detrimental to myself, you know? And, and to that point, what I thought when I was sitting in prison and, um, on this particular day is like, man, everybody here really is in a way doing the best that they can. Like everybody's trying to figure out this thing called life, you know, how to make something of it, how to enjoy it while you're here, you know, should it mean something? Does it mean anything? Um, so everybody is in a way, again, you know, doing the best that they can. I think that for the people that I was judging in the moment, you know, they were just trying to figure out life the same way that I was. And and maybe they felt like exploring the path that they were on. You know, maybe it never even occurred to them that there could be a, a different path that also led to a different destination that maybe they never even thought of arriving at. You know, and so I only bring that up because, you know, to say that, hey, if you don't agree with me, that's okay. Like, that's okay. If you're, um, I, I love having these actual conversations of substance and I, and I never, ever, 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 ever am going to be on here, um, to offend anybody or to attack anybody's position on any topic that I ever touch on. 
um, the, the most that I strive to accomplish in some of these conversations is really just to give you something to think about, you know, to provoke some productive thoughts. Um, because I, I, I do, as I mentioned in the last episode, I just fucking love philosophy. I really do. I love, I, I love exploring thought processes like this. And, um, and I love a good conversation, you know, and I understand that we're all here and I want you guys to hopefully, hopefully you agree, agree with me on this one, but we're all here just trying to figure out life, you know? And so if you disagree with me, no big deal. You know, you're on a different path. We are generally, most of us are looking for the same thing and uh, who knows, you know, you take your path. I'm going to take my path. We'll see who gets there first. And then you know what, if I get there first, I'll share with you how I got there so you can get there too. Um, anyway, uh, you know, I read something, I read something this morning and I'm reading this book, Think Like a Monk. If you, if you follow me on Instagram, then you'll, you'll see, you, you will have seen me post about it several, several, several times. But, um, in the book, you know, the author was talking about when he was living in the ashram, um, he, he, he literally became a monk, but when he was living in this place that monks live in, um, one of their teachers taught him something about, I don't know, it was just a lesson. And the lesson was that there are two things that you should always try to remember. And there are two things that you should always try to forget. And the two things that you should always try to remember are the bad things you've done to others and the good things that others have done for you. And the two things that you should always try to forget are the good things that you've done for others and the bad things that others had done to you. And I really, really liked, I really liked, you know, the way that he put that. I really liked the concept. But as I, after I read it, I just sat there thinking about it. And I'm thinking, man, I love that. It resonates with me deeply. But do I actually do it? Do I actually practice that? Because the truth is, if I'm being honest with myself, I don't. I don't remember the bad things that others have done to me, you know, and uh, and I think that that's where I get caught up in the whole thing. That's where I get caught up. It's like, you know, yeah, I can forget the good that I've done for others. Yeah, I can remember the good that others have done to me, but I don't forget. I don't forget the bad things that others have done to me. And I also don't forget the bad things that I've done you know, in the past. And so I, I do, I get, I get hung up there. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like in general, that there's a healthy, there, there's, there's a place that you can land somewhere in between um, like holding a grudge and just remembering what happened. You know, I, I was talking about this concept with um, with somebody else recently, and I said, "Man, you know, I, I have I have multiple members of my my own family who I will literally never go out of my way to speak to again." Now, it's not going to say like I'm going to like go out of my way to avoid them or anything like that. Like it's not that serious. Like I don't hold any grudges. 
Um, I'm not upset at you. There's no hard feelings whatsoever. I'm just going to live my life and I want you to go live yours. And I feel like that's where I'm at, but I still don't forget, you know, like I, I still don't forget. Anyway, guys, so I got some feedback. I got some feedback on yesterday's podcast. And um, even though it was super informal and I don't know, I guess my my energy, my enthusiasm wasn't quite the same as it typically is. Um, multiple people actually commented on it. And they're like, man, you know what? I really appreciated the tone. Like, I appreciated the tone. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that was pretty cool that you would even notice the tone. Um, and I also think it's pretty cool that you guys actually listen to this podcast. You know, I just don't know. Um, you know, I just never knew what to expect going in and, you know, just chatting with you guys. Like I always say in the, in the mornings anyway, there's two things that I love. And one of them is just a really, really good conversation. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird to be honest, just sitting here having a conversation with yourself. But honestly, I'm thinking of you. Like I'm really thinking it's almost like we're having a conversation together, except we're not, (laughs) except we're not. Um, so the, so the real thing that I was actually going to share with you guys this evening, and, and, and quite honestly, the only reason why I wanted to even record in the first place, uh, hopefully you made it this far in the podcast, is, um, is you know, I, I, uh, I was talking with my team at work um, just recently about a lesson, a lesson that I learned a couple years ago, and I think it's just... Um, I think it's it's really, really, really widely applicable. I think it'd be really valuable to a lot of people. And what it was, okay, is I'm, I'm just trying to decide, can I give you context or not? But I, I don't think I can. But anyway, the lesson is that you shouldn't compare yourself to other people, okay? I learned this lesson because, you know, there's a period of time in my life when I was being compared, um, you know, when I was being measured, um, against other people in my career. And I noticed that for a long time, like, you know, there's these two other guys that I was being measured against out of, out of a bunch, but there was two in particular that would just always be right on my ass all the time, you know? And, and I was generally leading, you know, I was generally winning, Um, but, but man, I could never just quite get ahead. I could never get ahead. I could, I could win a lot of times I could win by just an inch, you know, but man, these two guys would be on my ass constantly every single month. And, uh, and what I eventually realized is that, man, I pay a lot of attention to where they're at. You know, like I, 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 I watched their progress. I watched, I monitored where they were at relative to me all the time. And um, and eventually one day I, I said, you know what, screw it. Like, I'm just going to show up. I'm going to just show up every day and give it 100%. Like, I'm going to give it everything I got every day, one day at a time. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ask myself the question, man, what if today was your only shot? You know, how would you show up? If today was your only chance, how would you show up? And, and that's actually, for those of you that have heard me ask that question before, it's something I use a lot. This is where that started. And so I said, you know what? Screw it, man. I'm, I'm tired of just monitoring, you know, everybody's progress. I'm tired of paying attention. Who cares where they're at? I'm just going to show up and do me every day. And, uh, and I'll, I'll let the cards fall where they may. And so that next month, because we got 
judge sort of on a month-to-month basis. That next month, I fucking destroyed these two guys. I destroyed everybody. I fucking won. And what it actually taught me is that, and this is what I was sharing with my team at work, is that you can't, you can't compare yourself to other people. When you're, when you're new, like when you're the new guy on the block, when you are just learning a new skill, or when you are whatever, right? Okay, when you're new in whatever it is, um, it is okay, and I think it is productive to compare yourself to other people um, and to also learn from them, to just understand what are they doing differently than I'm not. But once you get competitive in whatever area it is, whether it's your career or a sport or you know whatever it is, even if it's you know learning a new skill, hobby, if it's a side job, even even in, in, in a different sense, like what if it's like you're comparing yourself physically to other people, if it's social media, whatever it is. But as soon as you get to a place where you're comfortable in your skill set, your job, yourself, whatever, whatever, again, whatever it is, um, you shouldn't compare yourself to other people because when you do, you're actually letting them set the standard. You know, like what I had realized is that that month, the reason why I destroyed everybody is because I was previously, I was playing to the level of my competition. I was letting them set the standard and then just barely one-upping it and then just barely one-upping it. But when you don't compare yourself to other, other people, you're literally unleashing your own potential and you're allowing yourself to set your own standard, right? Like that's, and that's powerful. Like it's so powerful. And, and so it was a conversation I had with my team recently and it's something that again you know I know that I'm I'm applying it in a really broad sense but let's just say in your career okay in your career then we're talking in a similar sense that uh as the you know the example that I'm using here that it's it's so vitally important you know to just become competent in your position learn the basics learn the fundamentals compare yourself to the people who are doing well and ask yourself what do they do that I'm not doing okay but once you get competitive once you become competent and you're trusted in your role now you got to put the blinders on and you got to show up and say you know what I'm just going to show up and I'm going to and I'm going to give it hell every day I'm going to show up and be the best that I can possibly be every day and before you know it who knows maybe you blowing everybody else out of the water and setting a new standard Okay. Same thing. Okay. If we're talking, um, you know, you're, you're in the gym. Okay. You know, worrying about where other people are at or what other people are doing, it's only going to slow you down. Okay. Instead, focus on your diet, focus on your training, show up, give a hundred percent before you know it, you're going to look up and you'll be one of the fittest, you know, whatever, healthiest, strongest people in the room. All right. If it is social media, man, you know, ask, ask your partner, or ask one of your friends, you know, is confidence attractive? Is confidence attractive? You know what I know when you're comparing yourself to other people on social media, a lot of times it makes you focus more on your flaws than on your good qualities. It makes you lose confidence. It makes you, it makes you insecure, right? And so when you just uh, don't compare yourself to anybody and you embrace who you are, when you focus on your good qualities, you know what? It brings this thing called self-esteem and confidence. And you know what? People can't take that from you. That makes you 10 times more attractive. Nothing on you changed physically except you, you became 10 times more attractive because of your attitude and because of your your confidence and your self-esteem and your security, right? And so in any 
really in any scenario, I thought that it would be applicable. It's, hey, when you compare yourself to other people, you're letting them set the standard. You're playing to the level of your competition. You're, you're, you're holding yourself back, okay? But when you don't, when you stop comparing yourself to other people, you set a standard, a standard that maybe nobody else ever had the courage, you know, to set. Um, so that's really, that's it. That's what I've, I've, I've experienced that in my own life. And I know it's really, really, it's easier said than done to stop comparing yourself to other people. Um, you know, but it's a worthwhile pursuit if you ask me. All right, guys, that's it. That's all I got. I got 20 minutes in me, 20, 24 minutes in me. I got a couple minutes in me, um, but I'm getting ready. I'm going to go to bed. I got to pick up a guest that I have in town at freaking... 4 a.m. You know, like, and I'm like, who booked your flight? Like, who would go to the airport for a 5 a.m. flight? Like, oh, geez. Anyway, thank you guys for uh, for sticking with me for 25 minutes here. I hope that you all had a wonderful Cinco de Mayo. And uh, yeah, maybe I'll talk to you tomorrow.